What's up, everybody? We've got a new partner alert. We've partnered with a premier dispensary for you guys with smoking hot deals to offer. Solace Meds has four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, and one off of Broadway, and also one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. Solace has some banging deals this month. Here's a few to look forward to. Memorial Day, buy three, get one free the entire store. They have a bunch of other really great deals. You should definitely check them out. Plus, you will get 20% off your entire purchase when you use the promo code DMVR20 at checkout. Solace Meds makes your cannabis shopping experience a delight. You can head to their website, visit their menu, order online, and pick up at your earliest convenience. Just head to Solace, S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com and purchase from there. And don't forget to use that promo code DMVR20 to save 20% off your entire purchase at checkout. Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsey breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landeskog. He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dunk two hands. Nikola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good luck. You won't see it for long. Two on home run. Trevor Story. Lock. And so touchdown. Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by the one and only Breckenridge Brewery. It feels like it's been more than a week, but it hasn't. Last Friday, a bunch of us tried the Breck Brew Seltzers, mm. into the lemonade seltzers, and mm. they were amazing. Highly recommend them. My favorite was the strawberry lemonade, and it instantly reminded me of Gogurt. And I thought that was a good thing. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing to anyone else, but for me, it was a lovely flashback to childhood um, in a cup. <laughs> but, but you guys should check them out. They are everywhere. You can use the Breck Brew Locator to find some good company seltzers, the lemonade and the regular. Or, of course, um, you can use that locator to find all of their incredible beers. And you can come here to the DNVR bar and get some awesome beers on tap. Definitely go check that out. The bar tonight, we've got the Nuggets game on. And then the Avs start the playoffs on Monday, 8 p.m. It's going to be a good one. The bar is going to be an incredible time. So I would highly suggest getting here early to make sure that you get a spot. But let's jump right in. Speaking of the playoffs, I'm your host, Ali Monroy. Today, I've got RK, Eric, AJ, and Drew with me. And we are going to talk about favorite playoff moments in Denver sports history please stop Ryan. <laughs> freaking me out man <laughs> for people listening to the podcast version ryan wouldn't stop small waving like teeny waves it was like creeper waves <laughs> like look out your window and there's a smiling face and he just very cool <laughs> okay uh. 
actually, let's start off with talking about the Avs game last night and how the Avs won the President's Trophy. The last oh, time they won okay. the President's Trophy was in 2001. And what happened in 2001, guys? Uh, the Avs won the Cup. There we go. So, you know. I was, damn, I was going to try to come up with something else totally obscure, but okay, <laughs> got in there fast. I was like, oh, I, I think Gladiator came out. Yeah, something happened in 2001 is that I got pepper sprayed and tear gassed in the same night. And it was related to the Avs getting uh, winning the cup. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we, we had to sit through Tropical Storm Allison in Houston. That wasn't fun. Yeah. All right, AJ. Tell me your thoughts about last night. They just destroyed LA twice. Mm. Yeah. Setting the tone for the Nuggets to do the same. Oh, yeah. You guys, you guys got to beat LA this time around. Uh, we, we did beat LA. It was just the, the Clippers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I said. <laughs> uh, no, the, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of people try and downplay the President's Trophy. Like, uh, well, what matters is what happens in the postseason. But, like, this is a cool accomplishment. It's so cool. Like, your team finishes at the top of the regular season. The NHL is cool because it actually gives the team that does that something and not just like um well you finished at the top at a boy you actually get a trophy you get a banner you know you actually you you've accomplished a cool thing so it's it's great um it's it really didn't make a huge difference for the abs they'd already secured home ice advantage in every potential series except the one against vegas uh now they have home ice against Vegas too, if they play each other. So great. That's awesome. Uh, they are 16 0 1 in their last 17 home games. Wild. You will take you will take your chances uh when you're that good at home. There we had a JT Comfort hat trick on mm-hmm. Wednesday, and we almost had a Tyson Jost hat trick. Those two guys scoring multiple points or multiple goals and getting multi-point games in the last two games of the season. I mean, yeah. And those were the, those guys walked into those games uh, with a combined 12 goals on the year. And uh, they scored five in the last two games. Crazy. You got, you got to get offense from everywhere. With, With no McKinnon, you, the contributions have to come from everywhere. All right, well, let's jump in with the Avs, AJ. What is your favorite playoff moment in Avs history? It's the it's the thumbnail of this uh, show. Yeah, I mean, Ray Bork lifting the cup, right? Uh, it's it's a it's an iconic moment in hockey history, not just Avalanche history. Um, this isn't this isn't like the Hurricanes winning the cup in two thousand six, where everybody goes, "Oh yeah, that happened." Uh, this is Ray Bork lifting the Stanley Cup in 2001 is one of the great fairy tales in all of sports history. You know, he approves the trade from Boston after 20 years. He goes to a cup contender in Colorado. Uh, they don't win it. He agrees to come back for one last ride, one one last attempt at the cup. Joe Sackett gets chewed out by Patrick Waugh and Ray Bork on the back of the team plane after game seven, uh, the game seven loss in Dallas in, in 2000. And they, 
they they come back. They convince him to they convince Ray to come back only if Joe says he'll be better. The Avs dominate the NHL's regular season that year. Uh, wire to wire top team. Take on the defending Stanley Cup champions in in the Cup Finals and win it in seven games on home ice. Sackick takes a picture with the cup, hands it to Ray Bork, and grown men everywhere cry. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's the moment right there is the the cup handoff that just that'll get you ten times out of ten. You watch it right now, it'll still get you. <laughs> to be fair, Wait. I was crying because of tear gas. Okay, Eric, how many times are you going to mention the tear gas and the pepper spray? <laughs> um, Cam in the comments said, and the fact that Joe gave it, uh, just gave it to him without taking his first lap. Yeah, so that's that's how we, that's that's the standard. The captain does his thing, uh, but he knew. I mean, this was this was not mission sixteen W was not about Joe Sackick taking a lap with the cup and us just waiting. He knew uh, that that. This was it was all about Bork, but Sackett had lifted the cup before. He'd been there, done that, buddy. This was all about Ray Bork's moment, and it it stands the test of time. You see it twenty years later, and it's it's still an unbeatable moment in sports history. Billy here saying that um, it might be the best playoff moment in NHL history. Genuinely what do you think of that? It, I mean, it's widely considered one of the absolute. Yeah. Tip top moments in NHL history. I, I mean it's the perfect fairy tale. It's it's, it's the the Denver has seen three of these. Uh it, as a sports town is iconic to have the the guy lift the championship and then just be like, "All right, I'm good. I'm out of here. Peace." It's it's memorable. It's great. Uh, I mean, what, what can you say? It's Ray Ray Bork. Ray Bork lifting the cup is is the thing that every Avalanche team since has aspired to try to recreate in its own image. Um, we've got Eddie here saying no love for Colin Wilson. <laughs> he said it's Colin Wilson's two goal game to eliminate the Flames in eighteen nineteen. But see, that's the best part about this topic. Moments are different for every single person. And yes, Ray Bork's moment is something that everyone who watches hockey knows. And it is one of the best in NHL history. But for younger fans, there is different significances in in those moments. Um, So that's cool. I asked people on Twitter to send me their moments, their favorite moments. And so we'll read a few of those uh, towards the end of the show. But Drew, let's move on to the Rockies. What is the your favorite playoff moment in Rockies history? Yeah, this is another easy one. Uh, it's it's got to go to the final out of the NLCS in 2007. It's not like <laughs> the play itself was especially remarkable, right? But Todd Helton recording the final out. Um, the play was the world, pretty nice. The, the play was it nice. Was, it was actually. a nice play. Uh, from from Tulowitzki on the throw, the fact that they got Eric Burns, who had talked some trash oh, yeah. just a few days before, was pretty nice. Um, but it really was kind of all of the frustrations, and then and then ultimate elation in Todd Helton and the career he had had. That it was very symbolic of the existence the Rockies had had. 
Um, and for him, you know, while he was still not quite in his prime, but still near the top of his game, was a big contributor on that team. And and to get the that moment there at the end and to be able to celebrate, like, I'm going to get to play in the World Series. And not everyone does. Like, that, like that's it's rarer than you think. It's really tough to get to the World Series. And, um, you know, since the Rockies have existed, only 15 teams have won the thing. Uh, you know, the other 15 haven't. So it's just, it's it's that brutal. So it's like that they got there. You know, obviously it sucks that then they had to wait nine days. And then, you know, you can talk about that, or whatever. But they won the pennant. And, and that's a, a massive deal because you know, the World Series is like the one thing in, in the sports where you play the championship under a different set of rules that you've been playing the entire rest of the season. Like there's a weird, the World Series actually used to be kind of an ex- exhibition in a way because it was like, you won the pennant. That was the big deal. Whoever was yeah. the champions of the National League, whoever was the champions of the American League. It's like, I don't know, these guys get together, play a little exhibition. Um, but that they won the pennant. And then I was there the next year when I hung it up. But that moment with Todd Helton, especially too. And it's like, because he was our guy and he always our guy forever and ever. Uh, and then he finally got that to happen. But no. game 163 is a close runner up as well. I think that there's a lot more juice in the the, the sports moment of that one. That's like a, a more memorable play. One of those moments where it could have gone either way and you didn't know it was going to happen. The Rockies very easily could have lost that game. And it came down to that final moment really until Tim McClellan called Matt holiday safe, which he did. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you really didn't know that was one of the wildest endings to any game ever. And, and yeah, if, uh, Todd Helton said this in a documentary one time, he was 100% right that if that game had been played between the Red Sox and the Yankees, that would be considered one of the 10 greatest baseball games of all time. It was That's a great amazing. point. It was amazing. And so, um, Every inning. Yeah. Yeah. Just the back and forth. So many memorable moments. The Garrett Atkins home run that wasn't turned into a double. The Aegon Grand Slam against the Dragon Slayer. The Dragon Slayer going against the Cy Young winner. Uh, all the stuff that happened in extras. The Rockies going down uh, only to face Trevor Hoffman, one of the greatest closers of all time, uh, come back in that game. That that would that was absolutely amazing as well. So I wouldn't fault anyone for saying 163, but they won the pennant. I watched them. Do so it. that's so that like 163 is more like my style of favorite moment. Like the one where there's just the like there's just this one second where you're just like oh my god and you just lose your absolute mind and you just go crazy like even you know the the moment with Todd is great because it was a great play it was a great throw but i think the score was 4-0 or 4-1 at yeah, the time something, yeah. like it wasn't They're like also the game 3 nothing in the series right exactly <laughs> you know there it wasn't so stressful i guess is is what kind of creates some of these great moments is you're so worried about the worst that might be about to happen. And then the best happens. And that's what, that's what 163. I mean, I put that up with any moment from any team anywhere, because, you know, it's, it's been however many years since the Rockies had made the playoffs. What would, what would it have been? Uh, 13 or 11. So it would have been 95 to 07. Yeah. Okay. 12. Yeah. So 12 years since they had made the playoffs, like, 
for me, that was pretty much the first time in my life, at least, of, you know, being a Rockies fan, that they were going to make the playoffs. And then, you know, you go down and in the top half of the inning and then you're just like, oh, my God. And we've got Hoffman. <laughs> and, and to be able to pull it out was just like it, it really was snatching uh, victory from the jaws of defeat and just like the elation when he absolutely 100% touches home plate mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and, and he's called safe. It's just, that's why it, it, those are the ones that like really last for me are the ones where it's just like all of a sudden everything went from bad to great. Helton standing there after the game and the exact quote was, I have no idea how we just won that baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so great. Yeah, can't argue with that. And and not to kill the mood, but it, you know, it baseball, high level baseball produces really great moments mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And it's one of the and it just makes it hard it makes it hard when the Rockies, you know, struggle to to get into contention. It's such yeah. a cuz every moment of a baseball game yeah. is pressure. Every mm-hmm. moment the person with the ball, the ball is the eye of Sauron and it is focused <laughs> heavily on one person and one person only it's just a game of everyone taking free throws basically like right you have to catch the ball because it's coming to you you have to hit the ball you have to pitch you have to put the ball in the right place like it's just high leverage pressure it's just there's so many games that it get that intensity gets so diluted and you're you know then you end up just going to the ballpark to drink but like baseball that meaningful baseball is as emotionally toying as it gets like it just like you're saying like the high the low i mean the just the improbable and it, it just takes one swing i mean that's the that's the line but it's true it just takes one swing and everything changes and um i miss that so much i mean i think that's why i'm so grumpy with the rockies currently is because i know what it feels like and what it looks like and this town just deserves that because uh, you know, this, this town is a baseball town at its core. Oh it's, my doesn't, gosh. Doesn't, has not given, been given the opportunity to express that. Totally. Yeah, what AJ? It, it is absolutely a baseball town. Yeah. This town, this town has a deep, deep love of baseball. Totally. And the connection. And and that's what makes the relationship <laughs> with the Rockies right now. So angry. Mm-hmm. Look, if it was an apathetic baseball town, everybody would have just shrugged. Right. Yeah. There wouldn't be the kind of anger and and hurt that exists between the two right now, if it wasn't if there wasn't a deep love of it. Yeah. And I would guess most people in Denver have played baseball at some point in their lives, right? Like it, 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 as a child or something. There's yeah. just like a lot of baseball. This is we live on a big flat area that is just essentially a huge baseball diamond like you could basically build a baseball diamond like wherever you baseball wanted. parks within yeah. like a 10 minute drive of Coors Field totally <laughs> like there's a bunch of what I want to say something actually Eric, Eric got me thinking about you know there's this old talking point from old baseball writers who like to mention and they're they're right about the weird perfection of the game of baseball this like 90 feet to each base and it creates this geometry that allows your brain to actively anticipate that everything that's could possibly happen in both of those plays you have that right because forever and ever a ground ball through that left side where the shortstop's got to take a couple of steps to his right make a throw you know everything's got to be perfect there for them to get that out and record it at the end and if he dirts that thing and it goes by todd helton there's no clock on this thing then your two base hits and a homer away from oops we just threw the game away 
but the other one, the Jamie Carroll one, I think to RK's point, I think if, if anyone, if for you, if that whole moment has more juice, it's, it's that right there. Everything that's gone on, the back-to-back doubles, that Matt Holiday hits that triple off the wall. That whole moment where the ball's in the air, that could get caught on the warning track. That could go out, game over. It hits off the wall. It's Matt Holiday at the wheels to get to third. There he is sliding into third. All oh of this has happened. Game's not over. Jamie Carroll strikes out here. This was all fine and dandy, but we got to do it again next inning. You know Carroll's got to get the ball in the air, but you also know it's got to be just deep enough. Off the bat, is it? <laughs> and that those 11 seconds between when he swung the bat, oh Matt Holiday had to wait and tag up and go, and he has to go. Ugh. Amazing. That's what we live for. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Drew and Drew celebrating that moment with the, with the Breck Brew right now. Are you, do, are you doing an RK special or just the hop? Just, just, just one today. I do like that memory was so uh, – inspiring for you you had to take a drink midway through it (laughs) (laughs) got him hyped i know dehydrated through hype i always say that um (laughs) my favorite thing in sports and we're and we're maybe finally getting back to a a time where this will be possible again like my favorite thing in sports are the moments that just give you the urge to hug a stranger oh dude Mm. You're you're just like i need like I need someone to celebrate this with me. You know, you're just <laughs> celebrating with everyone around you. And like, that's absolutely yeah. one of those moments where you're just like, I don't even know you, but I'm hugging you right now. No, no. Yeah, was, I, I mean, I totally, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Amy. That that was me in 2010 uh, when Ryan yes. O'Reilly scored <laughs> the only goal in game three against the Sharks uh, when they scored into their own net in overtime. And it was just like me and, the person I went to the game with, and we we hugged, and then we hugged everybody around us, and then we hugged everybody leaving the arena. We were <laughs> slap at five, and everybody everybody was 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 shouting, and it was it was just a like you had no expectations. They lost the series. It was not like they were not serious contenders. It was not a cup moment, but it was just one of those like explosions of joy because it was so unexpected, and it was just like the way that it happened is tremendously funny. Right. That's uh, the other thing. Like, you didn't, like, it, there's a huge pause there, you know? It's not like they set up the goal perfectly and you see it pop the back of the net. Like, he just throws yeah. it over there and you see him celebrate. You're like, there's just, like, this pause there where you're like, wait, what? <laughs> well, well just, so half of the arena got it because they saw the puck go in. And then I was on the other half, which was, what just happened? <laughs> Why is everybody celebrating and the goal horn is going off and everybody's freaking out? Like, that's I, that right there, like, is why I put overtime hockey in the postseason. It's basically the only thing that's next to baseball because of the possibility of anything can Not happen. Good. So yeah. nerve wracking. One, 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 no one, one puck bounce. I mean, you look at. I don't remember what year it was, uh, but you look at uh, the Vancouver Chicago series that went seven games and it gets, it gets decided because of a, a puck that gets rimmed around the boards and it bounces off the dasher sideways and into the middle of the ice. McDude just picks it up and is like, Oh my God. And he rolls in and scores and they advance. And it's like, <laughs> like for the team that it happens for you're, Oh my God, the, the break of breaks. The team that it happens to, it's just 
this this soul crushing <laughs> universal disdain for your existence. <laughs> it's it, and that oh man, that's that's what makes the postseason just completely different. And it's maybe maybe the one thing that football really really lacks is is there's not many of because of how the game happens because of the way that the game is played there's just not many of those moments in in football history yeah i mean you do get like you know the the game winning drives and that sort of thing yeah that have that same thing but you you're right in the sense that it's ne- – I mean, technically, you know, you could throw a pick on any play and it can be over like that. But sure. there's not this, like, any second the game could just be over yeah. feeling like – you know, that just reminded me of that Rockies-Cubs game a couple years ago. And mm. it's so much worse when you're the road team. <laughs> and you're just like – every pitch, you're just like, this could be it. This could be it. Like, all it takes is one hanging breaking ball and this thing's going to be over. And you're just like – Every single time it leaves the pitcher's fingers, your heart just sinks. I always tell that story of, like, imagine being Scott Oberg when Tony Wolters hit that single back up the middle to put the Rockies on top and extras on the road 2-1. Because Oberg was already in the game. He had already struck out one batter. He knew he was going back out. So everyone's going, yeah, high fives, high fives, hugs. Like you said, hugs, hugs, high fives. Everyone's feeling that Oberg's got to, like, be away from it and sit there and be like, I gotta go out and get three outs because if I don't, who cares? Yeah. Uh, like that's so and then he struck out the side, by the way. If we never see Oberg pitch again, remember that. Yeah. It, it, but like I it feels like the the thing about all these moments is that it like and just sports in general, but like really these big moments is like when you feel yourself become part of the, the larger organism like you you start to slap fives with people it's exactly you start bonding with people you don't know it's like you become like pure energy and like you just want to uh do the thing that human beings do where you just you know vibe off one another and like those memories that you have it's like wow like that moment where you just remember it forever i mean you just never forget those moments and exactly like even you go up you slap fives like their hand could be wet any normal situation you'd be like oh god you're like (laughs) i mean i we got to be with drew when he watched overtime playoff hockey for the first time and it was so funny because obviously what game was so stressful the mckinnon against calgary game well, that was game Three? two. Game two, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Drew was just like, oh, my God, what is happening? I can't so breathe. My heart is racing. So fast. Those boys go so fast. <laughs> it was just so funny. It's such an intense moment. Um, I, I think something that I don't miss, though, when high-fiving strangers is when they, like, when you're walking or something and they accidentally, like, really high five it mm-hmm. in your hands like red and tingly for like five minutes oh, after that just that just means you're done yeah. good with a stranger yeah. <laughs> you just need to you, what you need to do ali is in between now and the playoffs you only have a few just days just slap your hand it. against the wood okay. and get it good and calloused all right uh, two I'll, hours I'll... later you're like why is my hand hurt? oh yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm prepping i'm playoff That's prepping <laughs> playoff prepping uh, all right, before we move on to Broncos and Nuggets, let's talk about some bets. Eric, we've got the Nuggets uh, tonight playing the Pistons. Ryan, yeah. Eric, do you guys have any go-to Oof. bets? 
that you want to place tonight on DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook? So I've been riding the Nuggets' first quarter line hard recently. This is a great, great bet. Um, I'm so far undefeated on it. Um, the Nuggets are actually the best team in the NBA against the spread in the first quarter. Um, so that one's fun. I think it's actually three tonight against the Pistons. Maybe it's come down a little bit. I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't checked it in a second. But, yeah, three, two. I mean, you may buy it down to two, which is an option. Um, but I love those Nuggets first quarter lines. And also, while we're talking about the Avs winning the Cup, yes. got a little pro tip for you guys. On DraftKings Sportsbook. On DraftKings Sportsbook, in the odds boost section, they have boosted Avs to win the Cup from plus 450 to plus 514 today. Now, that's a nice deal in itself, but every single day in May, DraftKings is giving us a free profit boost anywhere between 25 and 100%. So you can actually apply that profit boost to their already existing odds boost, uh, and I got mine all the way up at plus 771, which is actually – Better odds than the Avs had before the season started. So wow. really, really good stuff. That's incredible. I got to get in on that one. And all of May profit boost. I had no idea. It's we're May 14th. I'm disappointed in you and Andre for not communicating <laughs> Maybe that. Maybe you should listen to the show that you're <laughs> no, producing. You actually watched the podcast. I didn't know that you, that everyone got it. Don't I like checked it on once you. and I got like a 25%, but I thought it was just that day. So I didn't just, know it was all the time. Pay attention. So well, it's a tough thing in life. I'm too busy making other bets while listening to your show. So mm-hmm. what a junkie. <laughs> I know, right? You got it bad, Allie. Uh, so and so, can I boost my boost? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, boost that boost. Yeah, the the problem with the nugget, like I I agree with you, RK. Like that first quarter feels like the only amount of time that you can guarantee that there will be actual basketball being played. We are yeah. in the doldrums. We are in the absolute. Like we are in purgatory. We are just doing a, a, a slow, steady march to the playoffs. There's no joy left in this basketball season. The Avs guys are very, very well acquainted with this. They had this for two weeks. Uh, it's terrible. Like, so I don't know. The Last night, and it's also the second night of a back-to-back, which is the worst thing in sports, is the second night of a back-to-back in, in basketball. I have no idea what to expect out of Nikola Jokic. If he's going to play, if he's last night, he for, yeah, like, confusingly why? played the whole, I don't why? know. Like he's just, why I don't did know. He play he's for just so trying long. to prove, he's trying to prove a point that like, it's that, that he's built different. That he's, yeah, he's like Cal Ripken, but seven feet and Serbian and good. <laughs> I if, I was like, why is Jokic still playing? I kept saying that over and over and over again. No and doubt. Was like seven minutes of the fourth. I was like, this is just not safe. And Ryan then like looked at the Dude, TV and built- was like, oh my God, there's two minutes left and he's still in. They're what? up 10. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's just built different. Like he's just built. Like he doesn't get tired. Nikola Jokic makes absolutely no sense. Like somehow when the world was clowning him for being fat and out of shape, he played 60 straight minutes in, or 60 full minutes in a playoff game um, and didn't get tired. Like, I, I don't you know. He, he'll probably play the whole night. I, I <laughs> Just get to that first quarter. <laughs> so first quarter bet for the Nuggets. The yeah. Avs bets. And then right now you can download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 when your bet on a main card fighter to win. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. It is UFC 262 and it's Michael Chandler and Nate Diaz 
playing against each other, fighting against each other. There we go. Not true. Um, no? no, no. Nate Diaz is out. It is a guy named Oliveira. Charles oh. Oliveira. When did that yeah. happen? A few days ago. We've been uh, reading this ad wrong pretty much universally across the network. Lindsay! <laughs> not me. Not me. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, download that app. Use the promo code DMVR. $1 into $100. No matter who the hell is fighting, um, just choose a fighter and you can make that money. <laughs> make it sound like Street Fighter. Just choose your fighter. No, it'll, be, it might be, it'll be George Rudo from our TikTok. Oh. Pick your fighter. Always bet on Scorpion. Okay. (laughs) For a limited time only, add DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Ryan, are you drinking some Strava Craft coffee over there? I finished. Oh, I need some some coffee. We've got the late Nuggets game. Yeah, bro. Homemade Strava cold brew. You know, you sometimes if you want it done a certain way, you got to do it yourself. I gotta, how many life hacks are you going to unveil in one uh, <laughs> one show? These boosting the boost, homemade cold brew, unreal. But if you don't want to make your own cold brew, because that takes time, you can come here to the DMVR bar and grab some Strava Craft Coffee cold brew. It will have you, as Brendan Vote and the DMVR Nuggets guys say, honking like a goose. It'll get you going. You'll be ready. You know the Avs game, the Avs first round playoff game, is a late one, 8 o'clock. You need some coffee after a long work day. Is Drink coffee some what will make people coffee. stop whining about game times? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Not happen, That's a whole other discussion. <laughs> Anyways, our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee have not been feeling as much love, so please go support them. You can get 25% off of your first purchase when you use the code DNVR. Strava Craft Coffee is a CBD-infused coffee. They help with so many different ailments, and it's such a better experience than drinking coffee. You don't get the jitters. You don't get any of um, those just annoying little coffee side effects that you can normally get. And you can also use their subscription, um, which means just 20% off all the time. And Strava will be delivered to your doorstep every two, six, eight weeks, whenever you choose. It's a really great product. Use that code DMVR25 at checkout. And the playoffs are coming up. We're about to have some incredible coverage. We've got a lot of video content coming your way. We've got all of our post-game shows. This is the time to be on the DNVR Lounge Discord. That way you don't have to deal with all of these hot takes that are coming out about the abs and just like all unnecessary negative bad takes you could just hang out in the dmvr discord and talk to friends talk to family um it is so much fun it's the dmvr lounge with nuggets abs rockies broncos and we've got some fun channels on there like food channel we've got skiing and and snowboarding eric went and created like 500 channels so everyone yeah, yeah, everyone is, yeah. <laughs> i got more backlash than praise on that than i thought i would <laughs> Well, you did create like 50 and everyone got like... I also just created a whole bunch of uh, custom DNVR emojis. All of of your favorite DNVR personalities are now captured in emoji form. So you can express your displeasure with Drew Creaseman's face like I've done in the past. Well, okay. There you go. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's just a great time. So definitely check out uh, the DNVR.com if you're finding us on YouTube. We cover all four sports um, every single day, podcasts every day. They are fantastic. And we have a DNVR locker. You can get a free shirt 
when you subscribe to the dmvr.com. And right now you can get a holistic stick um, from Holistic Wellness. You can use the promo code DMVR30 for 30% off holisticwellness.com. Um, They've got a lot of great CBD products as well. So check them out. All right. Now that we've got those out of the way, Ryan, uh, should we end with Broncos? Sure. I don't Let's care. end with Broncos. Let's end with Broncos. Cool. Eric, talk to me about the Nuggets. What is your favorite playoff memory? Well, let's talk about these Nuggets, shall we? Uh, the Nuggets who had years and years and years and years of bleak, terrible, awful, no good, very bad playoff experiences. The the one that was early on that was like really the thing that everybody pointed to was in the 1994 uh, playoffs where Dikemi Mutombo was grasping the ball after the eight-seed Upstart Nuggets defeated the number one seed Seattle Supersonics that was coached ironically by George Carl. Um, it was a five game series. And really, um, I mean, the, at that point in time, Denver was way, way into the Nuggets. It was very cool. Um, and we got, you know, we overcame, we won. Dikembe grabs that ball. It's the moment everyone remembers. It's very sad, though, because it's a first round. <laughs> it's a first round uh, playoff matchup. And that was like for the longest time our biggest accomplishment as, as uh, Nuggets Nation. Um, luckily, there have been some things that have happened very recently that have given us much better moments to, to focus on. Uh, very, you know, most specifically last year in the bubble, unfortunately, the problem with these most recent memories is obviously like no one was allowed to be there. Like we didn't get that like hand slapping yeah. moment. We didn't get that hug stranger moment, um, which I'm looking forward to hugging so many strangers here coming up um, with various uh, announcements that are being made. But, you know, game six against the LA Clippers, the Nuggets beat the, beat the Clippers and Jamal Murray gives his uh, now – infamous um, post-game speech. And he's then photographed on the ramps outside of the bubble, wherever they were, just like kneeling, being so overcome with emotion in that moment because of what it meant. You know, the the Nuggets were at that point, they had just overcome a 3-1 deficit in the first round against the Jazz, which in that, that in and of itself contained like 15 amazing moments. And then you roll into this series, the same thing. The Nuggets just immediately start off poorly. The Clippers are heavily uh, favored, obviously, because they got Kawhi Leonard. The Clippers represent the machine that is the NBA, where you can just get, have superstars sort of just like congregate wherever they want, and they can all just bring each other along and decide, you know, how it's going to work. And a team like the Nuggets has obviously no access to building a team that way. They have to do it organically. They have to find a 41st pick from Serbia. They have to get... <laughs> They have to pick up guys that slide in the draft. Like they have to be cunning and savvy and make all the right moves. And um, just, you know, like it just seemed again, like, it, you know, my, my lowest moment I think in life was at the, after game three against that, against the jazz in the first round where the nuggets were listless. They got destroyed. They got embarrassed. We were like, what are we doing? Like, are we just lying to ourselves about this stupid team? Like, why do I, why am I watching the NBA? Like, what is, I think the only teams that win are teams that are able to convince Kawhi Leonard to come, which just means you happen to geographically be in Los Angeles. Like, cool. That's great. Like that's what this uh, league boils down to. So the Nuggets fight back. It's super emotional. Jamal Murray gives that speech. And then, from that point on, like that moment after they beat the Clippers, which it was a really close game, um, they broke the Clippers. And then the next game, they just absolutely rolled over them. Like it just 
a dam was broken. Evil had been defeated. Good one. And good you know, one. <laughs> we'll just, and I'll just remember you. You'll remember that iconic shot of looking down at Jamal Murray, just overcome, exhausted, and emotionally exhausted draining. for sure. And uh, you know, it it was just uh, as far as those iconic photos go. Ray Bork holding the cup, Todd Helton lifting his arms. Um, you know, that's I believe now going to be it for the Nuggets, unless you know. We've got some playoffs coming up. Hopefully, this there'll be some new, some new moments, new, new yeah. moments. But that was about as good as it gets, man. I do think, in terms of snapshots, Dikembe with the ball is probably yeah. still number one. Um, but that, I mean, that run last year was as magical as they come. Dude, um, pure magic. And, and he's in the Magic Kingdom, for God's sakes. <laughs> I, I think, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it was almost the worst moment possible yes, but was. mike conley uh rimming oh out dude, on the three <laughs> don't even talk about it. what are you doing that Why are you talking about really... old stuff on this show <laughs> that was the moment though like i still have a video on my phone of us upstairs at the bar dude. uh celebrating that and it like you want to talk about roller coaster gary harris gets the steal they're going the other way everyone's thinking why are they still driving towards the basket? <laughs> Pull the damn ball out. Jamal throws it to Tori. Tori misses it. They're going back uh, the other way. Suddenly, Mike Conley has a wide open look to sink the entire series. To sink my life. Uh, and you're making Drew out. drink aggressively because <laughs> that was Ryan. one hell of a moment. It. I legitimately still have nightmares about the shot going in, uh, and just how terrible that would have felt. If anybody's curious so about the concept of time being relative, like you've heard of uh, Einstein talking about the relativity of time, just remember that sequence. That sequence lasted 20 years. I watched <laughs> that. Like I watched it. They were running at full speed, but it was slow motion. I, and I had time to contemplate every decision I'd ever made in my entire <laughs> life. What I was going to do after the, after my heart was broken, would I move? Would I uh, like what, what, what was going to happen? Like my whole life was in the balance at that moment. And, um, you know and, the, and the bar was like, silent. like the bar, you could feel the different emotions. It in wasn't here. silent. It was this. Yeah. No, there really oh, was a gasp when Tori Craig missed the layup. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Is it going to go in? Is it going to go in? Tori yeah. Craig, no one should be happier about that than Tori Craig. He, he would have gone to the Raheem same Moore. place where Raheem Moore lives. Yeah. Uh, and we would have never come back from that From that, He place. would have been the GOAT, but like the old version of GOAT, where it just meant the shitty guy that ruined it for everybody versus the greatest of all time. I'll all st- right, well, I still can't believe Jamal didn't just pull it out. Speaking of the Broncos, <laughs> let's move on to the Broncos. Ryan, what is your favorite Broncos playoff moment? Yeah, so there's – uh, a few to choose from here, but I think the so th- there's a couple different types of moments that we talk about. There's that jump around hugging your friends moment, but you know the Ray Bork moment is, is a different style moment, and it's the uh, it's the climb to the mountaintop moment, which is like super special, especially when it's like an Everest type mountain that you're climbing, and so. The, the, that first Broncos Super Bowl, which the moment in there is kind of the helicopter, right? Like John Elway, he has been considered a Super Bowl loser for his entire career. Like he is 37 years old. He's finally 
back in the big game. They've got another chance at it. It had been a while since they had been there. And he's kind of lost like his his mobility. Uh, he's not quite as fleet of foot as he once was. Third and six from the 12-yard line. He takes off, and it's just like this power of will moment, right, where he's just like, I'm not being denied this time. Like, there's no way you can take this from me anymore. Um, and it's that's like such a special thing in sports where someone just wants it more than everyone else, right? Uh, and so he gets that first down. Uh, the Broncos score a few plays later on a Terrell Davis touchdown run, and it – ends up, you know, culminating in the first Broncos Super Bowl. Uh, and, and then, the, the, you know, the Ray Bork moment, of course, uh, is Pat Bolin, given that this one's for John, um, which is just perfect. Like, he just nailed that moment so well. And, you know, the, the Broncos finally get that monkey off their back. It's That's just about as good as it gets uh, in terms of the climbing the mountain style moment. A hundred percent. I mean, you've got Eric for people listening to the podcast, Eric, Drew and AJ are just like nodding their head. Like, yes, that was it. Mm -hmm. I I mean, think about how many football games you've watched and how often you watch quarterbacks scramble Mm -hmm. and like, like how awkwardly they, they will give themselves up. And that's like, that's just, that's how things have been for my entire life. That's just what quarterbacks do. And that, that one time, you could just see John O. John Elway was like, "F this, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going. I'm no. This is not. I'm not sliding legs first and coming up a yard short and watching us kick a damn field goal here. No, this is not happening. We are. We are getting into this end zone and we're winning this game. And I, I, I yep. just what I mean. What a moment for everybody around him who's already like, that's the guy everybody's trying to lift up anyway, right? And then he's like, I got this. Like it's everything that he's ever done for the Broncos, everything that he's all of the, all of the hard carrying he did for years with like mediocre teams through the AFC playoffs. And he was pretty diminished by that point. You know, he wasn't, wasn't bad. He just wasn't like prime Elway anymore. But you saw that little glimpse. You saw the competitor and saw the fire. And it was just like, this this just a true like will not be denied moment. Yeah, I, I don't mean to solely the name of our future savior in Aaron Rodgers, um, but <laughs> you know, last year in the playoffs, <laughs> a pre-selling. Um, last year in the playoffs, NFC Championship game. Uh, there's essentially nothing between Aaron Rodgers and the end zone. And and it wasn't like a conscious choice where he was saying like, I don't want to run this. He thought he could pass it in. So he, you know, he kind of toes the line of the line of scrimmage and throws it and they don't get it. Then they don't get it the next play. And that's the end. They, they don't, you know, they don't advance to the super bowl, but it's like, there's just a, a little, like the, that's the contrasting moment because he could have had his helicopter moment right there, mm-hmm. but he decided, you know, I'm going to try and make the play a different way. Elway in this no. in this time was like, I'm not going to let anyone else change this play. It is me. I'm getting the first down. We are winning this effing Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's pretty beautiful. Our lousy future savior. What a... <laughs> <laughs>
Um, let me get real quick to some of the comments of people of their favorite moments. We've got Wayne saying Joe Saka canning Ray Bork the Stanley Cup. Um, a lot of these moments we talked about. We've got the game winner for the 96 Cup, too low chance during game four of the uh, 2017 NL- NLCS game. Gave me chills. They were so loud. This one's so for loud. Pat. Motumbo, Motumbo laying on the ground after beating the Sonics. Uh, that was from Bleeding Black and Gold. And then Marty said this one's for John and Sackett giving Bork the cup. Nicholas said 2007 wildcard tiebreaker game for San Diego. Coors was an electric factory that night. Technically was 163 regular season game, but playoff implications can't overlook that. And then we had a bunch of people here in the comments talking about their favorite moments. That I That... That is why I wanted to talk about today, because it is looking back on nostalgia. It is looking back at individual favorite moments that happen in the playoffs. And we are about to get the Nuggets and the Avs in the playoffs and hopefully make a lot more of these favorite moments and memories. And hopefully a lot of these memories will be down here at the DMVR bar. Um, but what, Ryan? Oh, well, I just want I, I wasn't done. Oh, well, <laughs> you went too long. <laughs> I just wanted to give I wanted to give a, a honorable mention um, to okay, John Elway. Okay, wait, hold LA. on. Let me do let me do an ad read and then you could go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now that's a tease. Holy All we God. know is John Elway. Um, whether you're looking to refinance your current mortgage or buy a new home, Mike and Virginia will make the process as simple and smooth as possible. Right now, the market is hectic and wild, especially if you're buying. Um, so definitely call uh, Mike and Virginia and Chevalier Mortgage. They are going to make your life a lot easier. You can visit them at dmvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DMVR short shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. That's dmvrmortgage.com. Ooh, what is it? Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Okay, Ryan. Finish okay. us off. Honorable mention goes to John Elway returning the favor after Super Bowl 50. This one's for yes. Pat. Uh, unfortunately, John Elway is just like, he's like super jock robot man. So he like wasn't able to right deliver me. it. <laughs> like really, he wasn't really able to like point. deliver that with like, in my opinion, like the heart that it needed. I think he had thought about it a little too much. Like, he had probably been thinking about out. it. Yeah, exactly. So also in like, that moment, there's like so much adrenaline. He probably just was like, "Uh, this was for that." Fumbling, looking for uh, this <laughs> one. For, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't quite land as good as I was hoping it to. Um, but I kind of saw that coming. I don't. Um, the, the original moment was kind of awkward too, right? The the this one's for John, and you're just yeah. like. <laughs> But I, something about the delivery of that was like it was kind of good. I don't know. It had like a PA announcer. Yeah, it was it was awkward and like memorable in all the good ways, right? But it's just like I don't know. I I always thought I always thought it was just it, both of them were just really uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Well, super rich people can sometimes be awkward. Um, Okay. <laughs> like, that's, why we're, that's why we're all so relatable here on this panel. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> not awkward at all. I'm super cool, guys. <laughs> um, but the one that to me has the most, like. Oh, so you had even more? Yes. Okay. Uh, the, the most, just like mo- one moment explosion is the Tebow to DT. Like it, it has that, like you're in overtime, everything's on the line. 
And you're kind of just hoping like, man, I hope they can move down the field a little bit here. Like there was never too, you could never be too confident that a Tim Tebow offense was going to move the ball, but you did know that he had the magic in him and you were expecting like, at least I was expecting a Tebow moment for it to happen on the first play of overtime was just like, Oh, Oh, oh," like just, and then you just lose it. Like Tebow or DT gets the stiff arm off and he's off to the races and you're just like, Oh, Oh, there it was one play and over. Um, That's, that's also as good as it gets in terms of like an explosion moment, especially in football. Special shout out to Kale McCarr's first goal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For an explode. Just everything had that added up to that moment. Uh, That's my favorite playoff moment that I've like experienced alive a hundred percent. It was incredible. That was, that was the start of an era. I think. Yep. Love that. And hopefully we get an Alex Newhook goal sure. in the first Alex game. Alex Newhook, Connor Timmons, pick one. Yes. Exactly. It'd be incredible. Do it. All right. Well, that's all we've got for you guys this week. Let's do let's do who won the week real quick. Oh We're, wow. We, we, we really have to. I mean, the abs won the week. There's like Unless, Drew, you have anything? Connor Joe on the week. Get out of here with his abs <laughs> stuff nonsense. Get out of here. That, that's what Joe. I thought. I mean, Joe. the abs won the Joe. president's Joe. trophy. The abs won the week, right? Wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He has won this week for sure. Okay. AJ even earlier was like, it doesn't matter. They as much as I want to sell Bobby Massey here. <laughs> like, I know. And uh, as much as I want to talk Hearts about uh, the, Aval- or the the Nuggets bloodlessly and joylessly beating teams that do not want to win under any circumstance. What a week it's been, guys. <laughs> Wait, does, right, Bo, so... does Bill Byram still not have his first goal either? Nope. Oh, oh let's get all three yeah. of them. Oh, hell I have, yes. I have, I have a great Bill and Byram story that I've been sitting on for his first goal. Oh, Ooh, it's, it's I'm excited. It's eating me up. It's eating me up. For this is why now. you should subscribe you... to the You get all of AJ's incredible writing. Does he know this? You know, you should let him know. He's like, uh, he's impeding. Yeah, well, that'll get him back faster. That's true. <laughs> Come on, Bobai. <laughs> Come on, Bobai. All right, guys. DNVR bets daily is up next. Uh, the Rockies will be going live this weekend. Well, do you, are you guys doing a pregame show? Yeah, we're actually going to go live here uh, in just a few minutes after this. Ex- gonna... Exactly. Bunch of news. Bunch of stuff's going on. So sure, we've sure, got that. Sure, we've got sure, DNVR sure, bets sure. daily. We've got a DNVR Nuggets post game show, and then we will be back here on Monday night for the Avs first game against the St. Louis Blues. Like I said, the bar is going to be so much fun, so crazy. So definitely get here early. From we don't know yet, but it uh, looks like restrictions uh, will there will be some sort of lifting of certain restrictions. So we'll see how that affects the bar. Definitely uh, make sure to check all of our socials uh, to keep an eye on that just so you are updated on all of that good stuff. But have a wonderful weekend and we will see you guys next week. Yep.